This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back. Let's take a look at the consumer news from the past week. The price you pay for Netflix could be going up. It depends whether or not you don't mind watching commercials with your shows and movies. Netflix is phasing out its cheapest ad-free basic plan in Canada. So if you were paying $9.99 a month, you'll now need to choose between a cheaper $5.99 plan that includes commercials, or if you still want to avoid commercials, those plans start at $16.49 per month. Netflix has had a pretty good year uh, for the last year in 2023. In fact, around the world, they gained 13.1 million new subscribers in just the final three months of last year. Netflix earned $937.8 million U.S. in just the fourth quarter last year, and that pushed the stock price up 65% for Netflix on the year. And that's pretty good, especially as shares of a lot of other media giants didn't do all that well in 2023. A new online Leger poll suggests not a lot of us are all that confident about the kind of medical care we would receive if we suddenly needed it. The poll showed 7 out of 10 of us here in Canada worry about that. Of the more than 1,500 adults surveyed last weekend, only 26% rated the healthcare system in their province as good. 37% rated it as poor or very poor. People living here in BC and Alberta were more likely to say their healthcare systems were good, while people in Atlantic Canada and Quebec were more likely to give the thumbs down. Do our kids need to take more risks? Well, the Canadian Pediatric Society says they might. The organization has just come out with some new recommendations that encourage kids to get away from their screens, go outside, and take some risks. It says risky play can be good, and they define risky play as, quote, thrilling and exciting free play that involves uncertain outcomes and the possibility of physical injury. Examples include riding a bike at high speed, climbing, sledding, play fighting, sliding, and running. The pediatric group says this sort of play is crucial for children's mental, social, and physical development. The federal government is going to cap international student visas for the next two years. It's mainly to bring down the number of students who move here to study, and then they need a place to stay temporarily. And that's putting a big strain on housing across the country. Immigration Minister Mark Miller is putting a 35% overall reduction in new study visas this year, but some provinces will see a reduction of 50% or more. Economics professor Mike Moffat thinks it's great news, saying that increased competition for lower-cost rentals is driving up prices, and investors are even buying properties to turn into student rentals, which eats into the supply of single-family homes for first-time buyers. The price of chicken may be going up, and Restaurants Canada says that spells trouble for not only restaurants, but for consumers as well. A proposed increase in the farm-level price of chicken in B.C. would be untenable for restaurants and for consumers, the board says. Uh, The B.C. Chicken Marketing Board is proposing the increase in the farm-level price of chicken in B.C., and now they're waiting to get the okay from the B.C. Farm Industry Review Board. 
the Canadian Poultry and Egg Processors, and the Canadian Federation of Independent Grocers are also, along with the Restaurants Canada board, also urging the review board not to allow the price hikes. Federal NDP leader Jagmeet Singh says that a second Donald Trump presidency could spell trouble for Canada, as Trump was in the process of winning some primaries last week. Singh told New Democrats and media gathered in Edmonton that Donald Trump operates in a world of his own. He compared him to an egomaniac who is seeking vengeance on his political enemies. Singh said there is nobody as bad for democracy, people, and the planet as Donald Trump. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and when we come back, it's an organization that is dedicated to helping people who work in media and advertising at a time when the industry is getting tougher than ever. And no matter what industry you work in, uh, you will uh, you will get something out of our next guest. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And for those of us who work in media, uh, most of us know the name NABS. Unfortunately, not Everybody does. It's the National Advertising Benevolent Society. And for over 40 years, NABS has been a support system for people who work in Canadian media, marketing, and the communications industry. And uh, like many industries, uh, people are facing periods of career, financial or mental, physical health challenges. And NABS offers supportive programs and even funding for those who need it most. But it's been a tough time for charities like uh, the National Advertising Benevolent Society. Uh, fundraising there is uh, is at a low. It's at a time when media is uh, facing a lot of challenges, as are the people who work in media. And it's, you know, it's right across the board in industries of all kinds. And with me now from the National Advertising Benevolent Society, or NABS, is Lorraine Brown. Hi, Lorraine. How are you? I'm great, Martin. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of interesting because NABS covers a very wide tent. It's not just, uh, you know, radio guys. It's people in all sorts of media, right? That's right. So it, it, it does cover a whole array of media, media, marketing, communications. Um, and we know within those veins, we've got all kinds of people involved with production too. Um, so it does cover broad range. Uh, the other thing too, it, it, it covers those people, but it also covers their families, right? Because we know that whatever affects you, if you're in the business, it's going to affect your family, no matter what it might be, uh, job loss, disease, whatever. It's it's kind of a family um, issue, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it doesn't just affect one person. And I think... Uh, Media, the sort of media industry is kind of a good example because I think most industries or many industries right now are facing all sorts of challenges. There's also all these disruptions and especially in media. And uh, it, it is affecting people who work in that industry. They're facing, you know, job loss at a time when uh, there's not much out there. Uh, and then there's mental health issues. So let's talk about you know, what are the main challenges uh, for for people 
I, I guess generally in, in any industry, but also in, in the, the media industry. Yep, that's that's really um, important to talk about because we know, like, since the fallout from the pandemic, uh, for us in 2020, everything stopped, right? As it did for other people. Um, for us, it, uh, fundraising stopped completely because we were concerned about people, um, and we are the people side of the business. So that is where we put our focuses and energy is how we support people. Um, that are going through this COVID time. So uh, we have we were absolutely inundated with requests for services, and most of those were um, d- d- depression, anxiety uh, about what was going on. And since then, uh, in the last two years, I think people are just still coming to terms with the residual of that uh, time during lockdown and COVID. Uh, we see a lot of people that have suffered with their mental health and, and supports. And um, that's kind of been our real focus is to help people get through that challenging time. Because sometimes it's not only one person in the family, but like I said, it affects the whole family, children involved, right? So um, it's. I think people have dealt with a lot. I would say probably, uh, I would say in the last year, people are dealing with a lot of job loss. As we know, we know that this industry changes quite quickly. And since last year, we've had substantial amount of job loss. Uh, we're not talking 20 people. We're talking hundreds of people. So every one of these people that have lost their job have been affected in some way financially for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. And you you read about these, you know, massive layoffs. And and it's interesting, I should mention uh, right off the bat that you have a website. It's nabs.org if people want to go to it, nabs.org. And you have some uh, events coming up. You have events throughout the year, but one that's coming up uh, just uh, very soon is February 1st. Uh, you have a, a movie screening at the Scotia Theatre in Vancouver, sort of a right. kind of a fundraising, awareness raising. So what goes on there? Well, it's Cannes Real uh, screening. So these are the best TV commercials in the world. Uh, Gold Mail chops the best ones out um, and cuts it down. So it's a two-hour screening. Uh, mingling uh, food, beverages. Um, it's at the Scotiabank Theatre. Tickets are $35, and you can get them on Eventbrite. Um, that's how we raise some of the funds that we do need to keep sp- helping support those in the industry is through our events. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a great event because I've been to a few of those screenings where it's the it's like the Cannes Film Festival of commercials. And it it's not just like the funniest commercials, just some of the most amazing advertising from around the world. And yes. it really it really is entertaining. And uh, I really think people should go. I think it's entertaining for us, too, because we see all these creatives from around the world, like you say. And I, I think it's an eye-opener, too, because we, we sometimes are in our own little bubble right? when it yeah. comes to advertising, creating commercials. But when you see some of the, the work that comes out of these other countries, uh, it's amazing. It's, it's yeah. an amazing uh, event to, to attend. And people can go to nabs.org, N-A-B-S.org. It's yep. the, the, the website for the National Advertising Benevolent Society, and they can find out tickets. It's uh, February 1st, and that's uh, coming up. That's uh, that's Thursday. 
That's Thursday night, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's looking it's, like a full crowd. So yeah. lots of mingling to be done there. And, and like I said, it's, a, it's an absolutely great screening. And Vancouver is the first to show it in Canada. So it's oh. always great to start it off in Vancouver. Yeah, and that's cool. And and you you mentioned the work of uh, some of the most creative people in the world doing this kind of work. And I guess uh, there are very creative people in media. Um, and and I I mean, does that does that affect how how you know how the kinds of person who who need help from NABs, you know, who are dealing with mental health issues, is I mean, I guess everybody's creative, but um, I guess the media is a certain type of person, would you say? I would, I would tend to agree with you. I think that if you're in this business, I always say it's a crazy business. It's exciting. It's fun. It, things change very quickly, but I do think creative people tend to be drawn to this industry. Um, and sometimes that can play a factor in in having unexpected um, job loss um, or having a, a life challenge, it, it can affect somebody that that's in that realm to, to feel uh, have more difficulty dealing with it. Um, I have to say that uh, in the years I've been with NABS, I, I would say that probably the job loss for sure, but I think disease plays a, a really big role in it with people and and trying to cope with that uh, with their families. Mm-hmm. And so, what are some of the services that people might not know? Because obviously, you you help people out financially and uh, you help people with their mental health. But what are some of the services that you can provide that now okay. provides? So we do do short term financial. Um, aid. I mean, we want to get people back up on their feet. Um, We try to work with them. Uh, We go financial aid. Uh, We have counseling programs through our partnerships with Wellness Together Canada, uh, French and English, and they provide all kinds of counseling supports. Um, They also have a kids helpline there, and they also have a substance use program. And the nice thing about it uh, is that you could go on there and you can do surveys with yourself. You can do live chat. There's oh so many programs and services you can access, and that is free, not just to those in our industry, but all Canadians. Uh, that service is there, and it's uh, Wellness Together Canada. Um, so I would say that the counseling. We also offer mental health programs. We offer mental health certification. Uh, we did... Last year, I think we did six of them. It's an accredited nine-hour online course, so it gives participants the ability to recognize signs of mental health decline in colleagues, have conversations that encourage speaking about any changes in mental health, and um, discuss supports available to prevent further decline. So we, we tried, our aim was to have one person within an organization certified in mental health first aid uh, because it is the ability to help so many more. Uh, it's unlocking it, right, when you, when you have people that are trained. So that's probably uh, one of the biggest programs that we brought in 2022 and 2023 is the mental health first aid programs. That's great. So, so where can people go online if they have if they want to take a look at that? 
The mental health first aid programs will be rolled out in 2024. They can go online. It would be on our website. There is a uh, email address, NABS at support. It's on our website. And they're more than happy to say, I'm interested in this mental health first aid program. Can you tell me more? And Mm -hmm. we will definitely reach out with details of when those programs are running. Yeah. So that's nabs.org. And I guess that... That first step is is so important. Probably a lot of people suffer in in silence and they don't tell anybody. And I guess that just just being able to contact somebody must be really helpful. I think you're absolutely right. I think the first step is reaching out. I mean, we're all humans. And, and sometimes we think we can take it all, take it all in, and we're handling everything fine. And then we notice that maybe we're not handling too fine because maybe... You know, maybe we're drinking a little bit too much or using substances maybe a bit too much or we're getting more um, inside ourselves or, or, or not talking and withdrawing from people, right? And not not finding everyday joy. So it, it sometimes can build up quite slowly. I find that people, when they get to that point, it's very hard for them to reach out. And to what you just said, the hardest thing is reaching out. But once they do... It feels like they've had a load taken off them, whether whatever they're suffering from, uh, whether they're yeah. suffering from grief or whatever it might be, they're stuck on, especially financial, so, so hard. It just, uh, people just don't see a way out. But I would say there is a way out. You just have to, we have to get the plan, right? And I think once mm-hmm. they can share that, and it just is such a relief. Yeah. Yeah. Go to nabs.org. That's the website. We're talking to Lorraine Brown from NABS, the National Advertising Benevolent Society. And uh, like I say, you can go to the website and you can find out about this uh, CAN Real Screening uh, on uh, Thursday, February 1st. It's at the Scotiabank Theatre in Vancouver, and it's the best commercials from around the world. It's a really, really uh, entertaining program. And we'll find out more about what uh, NABS is doing and about what uh, maybe you can look out for, no matter what industry you're in, um, how how to notice those signs of, of you know, when, when things are not going well and the kind of help that is out there. And we'll have more with Lorraine Brown from NABS when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon, we're talking to Lorraine Brown, the regional director of the National National Advertising Benevolent Society, or NABS, and uh, for over 40 years, they have been supporting uh, people who work in Canadian media, marketing, and the communications industry uh, who are facing periods of uh, financial crisis, maybe mental health crises. They offer supportive programs and even funding for those who need it most. And uh, Lorraine, we were talking about, uh, oh, actually, I should mention uh, the website is nabs.org. And on Thursday, you've got the can screening the Cannes Film Festival of commercials from around the world. And and this is the best advertising from around the world. And it's a great program. And if you go to nabs.org, you can find out how to uh, get a ticket for that. And it's a good schmooze opportunity too. There's a lot of people there. Um, but we're talking about uh, not just the media industry, but I mean, all industries are going through a lot of 
you know, turbulence. There's a lot of disruption in industries. And then uh, the, the COVID epidemic did not help. And we're kind of coming out of that slowly. Um, and it, it, it is funny how when COVID ended, um, sort of almost, you would almost say it ended sort of suddenly, but it, it was almost like we thought, oh, everything's back to normal, but it's not back to normal, is it? It's a slow, slow thing. And, and it can really wreak havoc with, um, with people's mental health at work, right? Totally agree. You know, I, I found that um, post-COVID, uh, uh, I think people were thinking everything was going to go back to normal, but I think we underestimated the mental health of people. And when I say the mental health of people, I just mean that a lot of people were suffering but continued on um, suffering with it. Um, some people during that time, families lost jobs, two people lost jobs, right? Um, they had unexpected health crises. They they had financial problems or they had loss of loved ones, which was a big one. And some people had more than one loss. So you're, you're dealing with all of that. And now you're trying to get back to your regular day-to-day job, no matter what industry you are. And, and so I think that took a toll on a lot of people and, and tried to ride it out. And then they realized that they weren't functioning um, maybe as well as they should be. Right. And I think yeah. that uh, it kind of snowballs with people because you think you're OK and you keep going. But in fact, you're just adding more on uh, to the to the emotional and stress that you're under already. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we talked earlier about that, that initial reaching out as being so important, taking that first step and talking to someone and how valuable that can be um, in your work. What are some of the the signs that people might have in any industry uh, of of not only their own mental health, maybe maybe needing some attention, or or maybe the people they work with? What are some of the things to watch out for? Well, I think as I mentioned earlier, you know, I think withdrawal, uh, unusual behavior habits. Um, leaving the off, you know, I guess I was going to say leaving the office and, and having absences, but now everyone works, so many people work from home that that's kind of redundant. But I think any, it's just a change in behavior. You're noticing people that um, are usually bubbly or not. And I would say probably withdrawal, change of habits are probably the biggest ones. Um, you know, you talked about um, talking to someone. I think that's the most important thing is is also looking out for others, right? If, if you see somebody that's going through these um, signs, to ask them, are you okay? Is there anything I do to help? What's going on? Or did you want to talk or not? Like, and just really looking out and also look for signs for if you think they're drinking at work or they're using a lot of substance, they're having substance use issues. Uh, just, just those flags that you might want to look out for. Again, not everyone's going to want to talk, but I think sometimes uh, kindness is a big factor when you see that someone is struggling. Um, to just offer that, that help to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That just, just talking a lot of the time is, is so important. And it seems like we're going through this seismic shift in society Mm -hmm. where all of a sudden we're working at home more. We're spending more time alone in a solitary environment, doing our jobs. Um, And at the same time, as we do that, 
I, I think that has a real effect on mental health. And then at the same time, we're going through a time of, you know, of economic turmoil. There's a lot of inflation and it's, it's hard for charities like NABs. So it's kind of ironic that at a time when this kind of help is most needed, uh, organizations like the uh, National Advertising Benevolent Society are having the toughest time raising money. Would you say yeah. that's true? Yes, you're absolutely right. The other thing I was going to mention too about uh, working from home is is a lot of people do face that uh, not wanting to put their cameras out. They're kind of zoomed out, right? Uh, and that has taken a toll on people. So we always say, make sure you keep to a routine. Make sure you get out of the house. Make sure you, otherwise you become more of a recluse. And then then some for some people, um, it gets harder and harder to come out, right? Or to feel any energy or joy because they're constantly on Zoom all the time or Teams or whatever it may be, right? So yeah. they kind of withdraw. It's 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 such a, I was going to say it's a big issue. Um, not so much, I think, now because people have kind of come out of that. Um, everything's shut down in the last year, but I still think people struggle with it still. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's a kind of a learning thing. People, I mean, people are figuring out how to work at home, say with a, with a partner, because sometimes if you live in a, a little apartment and you maybe you're both working at home, that's really stressful too. That's yeah, hard. It is really stressful. Or if you've got children or if you have noisy dogs, like I do, <laughs> or if you have all those at home situations, right? You're now you're now dealing with that. But I really, really emphasize that when you're spending a lot of your days on Zoom or you're working virtually, that you make that time for yourself um, to get out and walk or do something and uh, whatever you need to do. You need to take you need to take that mental health break. Yeah, yeah, and uh, organizations are out there. There are places to call and people to talk to, like the National Advertising Benevolent Society. Uh, everybody calls it NABS, and you can find their website at nabs.org. And I've, you know, NABS is such a, a big part of, uh, you know, of broadcasting. I've I've heard the name so often, and and you you have a lot of events. Uh, one of the events that's coming up on Thursday is that can film festival. It's the commercial film festivals, the best commercials uh, of the year. It's a two-hour program, and then there's food, and it's a it's a nice little event. And if you go to nabs.org, you can find out about tickets. But uh, some other, you have the, the annual Abcom lunch, that kind of thing. You're involved with that, right? We do. We're very, uh, Abcom, um, which is a broadcast association, we're partners with them. Uh, so that is hosted uh, every year. We also do the golf tournament with the APCOM um, broadcasters. So uh, very good relationship with and, and good partners to us. I, I have to say when you're in broadcasting, um, this industry, like I said, is exciting, but it's also very stressful, especially for on-air broadcasters. It, uh, you know, you, you get to see it all and hear it all. And sometimes that takes a lot of, you know, it's stressful, <laughs> right? Where yeah. this media industry moves very quickly. You're, you're pivoting always. So it's important too that, that that we let go of that sometimes, right? Yeah, and I, I have friends who work in in the news side of broadcasting, and they actually um, 
uh, are suffer sometimes suffering PTSD from the stories yeah. they've covered. Um, because if you're in the courtroom of some of these, you know, horrific cases, and it's 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 the thing that I, I think is only now really being examined and taken seriously. Yep, I I totally agree with you because when you're on air. You, you've got your professional face on, but we're all humans and we all hear the, you know, they have to hear these stories and hear them and hear them and hear them. And to your point, see them uh, too. And, and that does have an effect uh, on people, right? And I think PTSD is, is definitely an issue probably that, that is coming to the surface, right? Right. More so, so than it has in years prior. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so what would you like to to leave people with uh, about the National Advertising Benevolent Society NABS? I guess everybody calls it NABS. But I mean, what what do you want to tell people? Because I think it's really important that uh, people know it's there. Exactly. I think what I'd like to say is that NABS does support those uh, in the industry, marketing, uh, media, communications, but. You know what? We do support people, too. So those services that are offered through Wellness Together Canada are open to all Canadians, and there's some great resources out there. And what I would say to people, too, is if you're going through a difficult time, do your best to reach out early um, because these things do build. Um, and so we're, we're under a lot of people are under a lot of pressure today, um, whether it be financial, whether it be disease, uh, grieving, whatever it is job loss. So reach out early, reach out early and get some help because it will make you feel better and uh, will help your well-being mentally. Right. And what about maybe somebody listening thinks this is a good thing to maybe throw some money to? Uh, I guess they can go to nabs.org to find out uh, about uh, not only uh, getting involved in some of the events that you have, but also maybe donating some money. Yes, Martin, that's a good point. So we've reinvested over $8 million in direct financial support to thousands um, of those in the industry and their families. So in, in our 40-year history, we've been able to impact more than 50,000 people um, and their families. So it's a huge support. We don't get government funding. All of our money comes from corporate um, personal donations, media sale, and events such as the one we're having Thursday. So uh, any support is generously um, accepted. So you can do that. Any donations at small, large at nabs.org. Right on. Lorraine Brown from NABS. Uh, go to nabs.org, find out about that. And this Thursday night, if uh, you can grab a ticket, go see the Cannes Commercial Film Festival, the best commercials from around the world at the Scotiabank Theater. And then there's some food and you can meet a lot of people and it's really great. So uh, Lorraine, keep up the great work and uh, people can go to nabs.org and support you. So thanks for talking to us. Thanks so much for having me, Martin. All right. Lorraine Brown from the National Advertising Benevolent Society, and uh, everybody knows it as NABS. This is Vancouver Consumer. When we come back, something that happened on this date back in 1978. It's this weekend in history. It's something that would become the longest prison hostage taking in B.C. history, an ordeal that would play out live in 1978, right here on the airwaves of CKNW. I'll explain that story when Vancouver Consumer continues 
right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and let's take a look at this weekend in Vancouver history. We'll go back to 1978 and tomorrow, January 28th. It was a very scary day in the Lower Mainland. About 10.30 in the morning of January 28th, 1978, at the maximum security BC Penitentiary in New Westminster, five prison inmates suddenly and very unexpectedly smashed through the glass of the visitor's area and armed with knives, the inmates take 13 people hostage. It would turn out to be the longest prison hostage situation in BC history. Once they had the hostages, one of the convicts demanded a telephone, and then he phoned, who else? CKNW Radio, to publicize their demands. Uh, The inmates told CKNW on the air that they had not only knives, but also several 38 caliber revolvers. Needless to say, the fact that it played out live on the radio captured the entire Lower Mainland. The hostage takers all had a long list of convictions ranging from armed robbery to murder. And the ordeal actually started as an escape attempt when they stabbed guard Roy Yasuda four times in the throat. He would amazingly survive. But as they were attempting to get away to a waiting getaway car, they were blocked by another guard. That's when they smashed the windows of the visitor's area and took the hostages. On the phone to CKNW, they laid out their demands, which they said were non-negotiable. Among those demands were food. They wanted the pain medication Demerol. They wanted the transfer of some of the inmates to a prison in Quebec. And they wanted to have a press conference to talk about the bad conditions at the BC Pen. The BC Penitentiary had been in use since 1898. And it was sometimes referred to as Canada's answer to Alcatraz. It was a tough place. Uh, By the late 70s, it had become notorious for its use of solitary confinement. And that led to hunger strikes and a few legal challenges by prisoners trying to have solitary confinement declared as cruel and unusual punishment. One of the prisoners during the hostage taking would become kind of a celebrity you may, you may remember Andy Bruce. He had a long criminal record. Most notably, Andy Bruce was convicted of the contract killing of a Vancouver woman. He shot her while the woman's seven-year-old daughter watched. And his payment for that murder, reportedly, was an ounce of heroin. He got life in 1970. And then, eight years later, in 1978, Bruce and the other inmates found themselves holding 13 hostages. And that standoff would last an entire week with hostages slowly being released in exchange for food or drugs. Two of the inmates would give themselves up as the week went on. And by February 4th, 1978, there would be just three prisoners left and a few hostages. And that's when they surrendered. Miraculously, nobody was killed. So what happened to Andy Bruce? Well, he, of course, went back to his cell at BC Penn and would eventually be given parole 32 years later in 2010. 
He would be arrested and put back in jail in 2016 at the age of 68 after witnesses reported seeing a man masturbating at a bus stop near Broadway and Kingsway, just outside the Kingsgate Mall. A fitting end for Andy Bruce. And that's it for this edition of Vancouver Consumer. We'll be back next Saturday at 2 o'clock. I'm Martin Strong. Thanks to our producer, Jonathan Chung. Stick around. The news on CKNW is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.